Welcome to the 8th episode of the only video game podcast on the internet. It is Screen Crunch with Olive and Sam. Thank you. 8 episodes. Yeah, we're we're on the big 8th. Can you believe that? That's 2 months. Yeah, it is 2 months. Wow. Good Can for you us. imagine if you tried to sit down and listen to all our episodes, it would take you 2 months? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you to A Small Bird for our wonderful theme song, Teen Worm. That's spelled with a Y. Uh, in the description of the podcast, uh, there will be a link to her band camp. So go check that out. Nice. All right, Sammy boy. It's been a, a very exciting week in video games. I do want to start off the show with... With tragic news, I forgot I was oh, supposed no. to play uh, The Magic Mirror featuring Mickey Mouse or whatever that was called. Ugh, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, I was editing the podcast, and suddenly the part where I promised to give a book report on it this episode, I went, whoopsie doopsie. Did not do that. <laughs> um, I won't promise I'll... It's not too late to cut it out, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't released last week's episode yet because there were some audio editing problems because I am a very loud person. Um, mm. And I recorded with my roommate Jamie, who is a, a normal volume person. Uh, Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> that in conjunction uh, made it so I was way too loud. But um, I fixed that. I just finished editing it uh, after work today. So I'm going to post that uh, tomorrow when we're recording this. Uh, nice. Well, I think now you owe us two games. I owe you two games? Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Uh, I don't know. We have to figure it out. Okay. Well, um, if I owe you a game, I might as well mention, uh, by the time this episode comes out, Sonic Origins will be um, a week old. So oh, wow. I don't... Because uh, it, it, it is releasing the day after we record this. It, we're recording this on June 22nd. Uh, so I will have Sonic Origins uh, impressions next week from the week you're hearing this. Okay. Which, oh my god, time is so hard to comprehend. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So I will be talking about that next week. That collection looks great. Uh, it's really overpriced, but it is uh, something I've wanted for a long time. The uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. But Sammy boy, nice. We're starting this week. We got to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Shell yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop this. <laughs> this was, um, I believe, developed by Tribute Games and published dot by dot emu is that right i'm sure i think so um i have no idea I, I i think that's true those two are involved i don't know who did what i think tribute games uh developed it though they made mercenary kings and the scott pilgrim game 
Oh. Okay. Uh, so they have pedigree in uh, beautiful pixel art, and uh, in the case of Scott Pilgrim, a great beat 'em up game. One of my favorite beat 'em ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I should replay that. But yeah, that that explains a lot um, because that is one of the few beat 'em ups that I have played and did enjoy the Scott Pilgrim game, and I felt the same way about this one. Yeah. Not a big beat 'em up guy, but yeah, they do great work. Yeah. I um me and Sam played this together yesterday night. Um I believe we got to episode 10 mm-hmm. uh which took us about an hour which I think based on what I've heard from other people that's about halfway through the game. Uh I have to imagine because we we ran through a, a quite a gauntlet. But um <laughs> yeah, I love it. The pixel art is impeccable the it feels mm-hmm. just so good it, it i love being a turtle um <laughs> i picked mikey and quickly realized that his range is way too short because uh, his nunchucks don't really extend very far but still really fun i think i'm gonna pick donatello next time you picked raf I, I was if i'm correct yeah the red the red boy the red one what I like about this yeah. game that I think is really interesting for a uh, beat-em-up is there's a story mode where there's, like, optional objectives and challenges for each stage as, like, um, motivation to, to replay them. Uh, plus, like, there's, like, hidden stuff in them and whatever. Um, and there's a world map in that mode, which I think it, which, oh. which is neat. But what I, what I find neat is what we played on was arcade mode. Which just took you from level to level to level. And when you ran out of lives, it's just that run is over. So I like that this game has... uh, It it has both options. It has a more sort of modern story mode sort of thing. And then just also something that makes me feel like I am playing uh, the arcade game. Yeah. Wait, so in arcade, that's what we play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... If we go back now, is our progress gone, or does it save? No clue. Uh, I'm gonna guess because we didn't we didn't lose. We just stopped. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that we I'm gonna guess the progress doesn't save. Okay, interesting. I didn't realize. I mean, that. we could probably quick resume it because we're playing on uh, Xbox. So True. maybe we could do that, but I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is sort of a just like you get one run, sort of feel. Okay. Um. Do you do you have any do, do you have any like uh, childhood memories of playing like uh, beat 'em ups in an arcade or anything? Um, no, I wasn't really an arcade kid. Uh, my only like I was telling you this last night. My only exposure to TMNT was really the NES game, um, the really hard one. I I believe um, didn't really watch the show or anything, but uh, we did have my dad's NES, and that was one of the few games. The one that had like the weird overworld. Um, and the like just impossible platforming I guess it's a vague memory at this point um, so I'm not a, a big beat up or TMNT guy so this I was going in really fresh for this um, yeah 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 my, my childhood I didn't have a, a lot of um, familiarity with the turtles as a as a kid um, I think my my familiarity was... I watched a little bit of the 2003 cartoon when I was a kid, because it would air uh, around the same time as Sonic X, and 
Oh, maybe that's what... Okay, that's how I caught it. Because I did watch a lot of Sonic X. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I loved it as a kid. I thought it was so cool. I know at one point they went into the future. Um, Whoa. But I didn't know a lot about it. And you know what I, I, I did play? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. I'm sure it isn't good. But I remember <laughs> renting... I don't know, would this... Sam, did, did, did you have a Blockbuster growing up? Did you go to Blockbuster? Uh, once, and I rented Star Fox Assault, and then we ended up keeping it, and they charged us... Actually, they continued to charge us for the rental even though we bought it, and it was a whole big thing. <laughs> that was my one Blockbuster experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to, to, to work this out in my mind if this... Do you think Blockbuster continued to exist after the Wii? Yes. That's a real, like, dinosaurs and cavemen existing at the same time sort of thing. <laughs> but I think, uh, we either borrowed this from a friend or we got it from Blockbuster. We got the Wii uh, licensed, like, uh, tie-in game for the TMNT, I think it's 2007, uh, CGI movie. And I remember it oh. was very fun. But I'm sure it wasn't. I'm yeah. sure if I played it now, I'd be like, wow, this is terrible. But as a child, I was like... Maybe that should be your other game. <laughs> go back and play that? You're going to have to go... Yeah, <laughs> check it out. That's a very strange movie uh, to anyone out there uh, looking for a weird movie to watch. Watch that one. Um, but yeah, no, so I did uh, not... Blockbuster, Blockbuster filed for bankruptcy in 2010, so that's probably accurate. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and I feel there like my go. Blockbuster really lasted they really held out until the last moment <laughs> good for them yeah stayed strong <laughs> um i can't remember what replaced them but i just remember as a child it was like the most boring store possible <laughs> like didn't you do a lot of red box rentals did i do that yeah someone i know did for games um no not really i think i oh, did okay. it like once it seemed like a good system i think i did it like once and then i was just like nah because I don't have a car, so I wasn't able to go back to the red box. It, yeah, and it was two. It was two bucks a day for red box. Oh, what was Blockbuster? Just one? Um, I don't know. I think Blockbuster was probably like. Um, I have no idea. I'm, well, I have no idea. I was a child. I wasn't paying it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but Redbox. They they thought we stole Star Fox, so <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Redbox was one dollar a day for movies, but for games it was two dollars a day, and I was just like, whoa, gotcha. whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, but but my my roundabout way of saying, I don't have a lot of childhood nostalgia for the TMNT, but recently, a few months ago, I don't know, I just got the urge to rewatch the two thousand three cartoon, so. It happens. Yeah, I watched, I think, like, the first season of that. Really enjoyed it. Um, love it. Michelangelo is my favorite. I do have a soft spot for Leo, because Leo is Jamie's favorite. And now I'm just kind of like, whenever I see Leo, I'm like, he, it's Leo. Um, <laughs> you have to describe them by their weapons for me. Okay, well, you can't go by color? No. Okay, well, Leo, Leonardo, is the leader. He's mm -hmm. blue, and he has a katana. Okay. Raphael is red. He's angry, um, and he has a sigh, size, sigh? Question mark. I don't, I don't know, know what the I, I don't know what they're called. Um, Donatello has his bow staff, and he is purple, mm -hmm. and he is smart. He's a smart one. 
mm-hmm. and Michelangelo is a, a pothead, and he <laughs> has nunchucks. I love that for him. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of good fellas. Um, that we're really going off track, but this game is great. Like, there's really <laughs> there's not a lot of nuance to it. They made a beautiful looking beat 'em up game that's really fun to play. Um, they really like 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 show off every like everything you would want to see in a TMNT game is here. Like all the villains show up. Um, you get to explore New York City. Like each level is a different part of the city. That's so fun. Yeah, there's it's like a nice rendition of New York too. Yeah, there's like a lot of nice set pieces. Like the first level, you're going through like a, a TV broadcasting station, so you're like moving through TV sets and stuff. It's so cool, very imaginative, great soundtrack. Uh, yeah, a ton of cute little light details in the levels, and just the way the enemies are like interacting with the environment is very funny going through like there was a mall level um sometimes they're like ordering food and also working at the the uh what's it called food stands um they're like driving cars and stuff trying to hit you it's very very well done yeah nice touches on everything yeah there's not a lot to like critique or like really really like uh analyze it's just really really good i love it i love being a turtle (laughs) i do think playing alone i would have had a different experience um but playing with you and just like i don't know running through levels super overpowered because we just kept doing our our power moves (laughs) Uh, we (laughs) blasted through that that hour those 10 levels like super quick it felt like nothing why don't you tell the listeners about the meta you discovered (laughs) <laughs> sure. So um, I don't know if this applies when you're just playing solo, but playing with another person uh, when they can draw some of the fire, um, you can taunt at any point and it will instantly, not instantly, it takes a couple seconds, but it uh, recharges your like power meter and then you get a, a strong power attack uh, that pretty much one shots any enemy. And you can just keep doing that infinitely. Um, and Raf's is this really annoying laugh. It takes like two seconds to complete of just some going, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> And you're vulnerable while you do that, but if you have someone else, uh, they are taking the hits while you're doing that. But you can really just blast through that game very quickly if you just keep spamming your your taunt and then your super attack. If you're, it's if you're great. just having a nice old time and, 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 and laughing the day away. Yeah. It's what we were doing, too. Yeah. We were, we were laughing. <laughs> we were laughing the day away. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right. The other... Look at us talking about a recent released game. Yeah. Might be our first one. I think so, if you don't count the Playdate games. <laughs> but I have even more thrilling news. I played a recently released game that isn't trying to look like it came out uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> or I guess, oh my god. More than yeah, that. Yeah, we're in 2022. 20 years ago was 2002. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I guess 30... It doesn't look like Wario World. Yeah, 30 years ago. Well, I guess the game I'm about to talk about is trying to look like it came out 20 years ago, because it is emulating... Uh, well, not emulating. It's inspired by the aesthetics of Suda51 games. Uh, hmm. Like, I could definitely see the inspiration there. It is a little game called Neon White. Yeah. Um, it is uh, developed by... I believe the the development team is called Angel Matrix. 
mm-hmm. um, and that is uh, the, the the I believe the the director or lead designer, whatever the title is of the game, is Ben Esposito, who also worked on um, Donut County, Donut Country. I can never remember if it's county. Oh, really? I can. I think it's county. And uh, he also worked uh, on Sonic Dreams Collection and etc. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, uh, he he was a part of Arcane Kids, or I don't know if he, I don't know if Arcane Kids was more than one person, but I do know he was one of the developers there. Wow, what like a a wild collection of games to have under your belt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this game, uh, you are a sinner who has recently died, and uh, you are brought into heaven as uh, what they call a neon, which is basically uh, a sinner who. If you win a demon-killing competition, you're allowed to stay in heaven for a year instead of going to hell. And uh, at the end of your year, you basically have to defend your championship belt lest you be sent back to hell. So you play your main character. You're a neon. You're neon white. They're all color-coded. You're voiced by the guy who voiced uh, Spike Spiegel. Uh, Steve Bloom so he sounds well it's really funny because he sounds really cool like his voice itself sounds really cool but the character mm-hmm. himself I'm just like I could beat this guy up <laughs> he, he gets flustered very easily he's just a dork um, so yeah yeah so so half of this game is like a visual novel where you meet the other neons the other sinners in heaven uh, trying to uh avoid being sent to hell basically and so half of it's like a visual novel beating them and the other half which is the half that i think um is definitely the half that like sells you on the game because you're gonna spend most of the time in the second half which is this really cool first person shooter sort of thing where you need to get from the beginning of a stage to the end of a stage in as little time as possible. Um, and you get... Is time a factor? Time is the only factor, my dear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Because okay. there's bronze, silver, gold, and then I think ace is the highest medal you can get. Medals based okay. on time completion. So it is just a speedrunning game. Um, like, there isn't style points or anything. Um, so the way the game works is... Uh, there are demons in each level and you need to kill all the demons before the exit can open for you and then just get to the exit as quickly as possible so um, the way that like weapons work in this because it's a first person shooter they're basically uh, cards which basically just means that you each weapon has not a lot of ammo so there's one card that uh, is like a revolver and you could probably shoot it like six times and then you drop the card. But you can also drop the card doing its special ability. So for the revolver, the special ability is that uh, you can get a double jump. And so like, if you activate the special ability, you'll have a second jump in the air. But after activating it, you can't shoot with the revolver anymore because you lost the card. So there's a lot of uh, strategy in that sense of being like, okay, shoot two people with a revolver, jump off this cliff, use the double jump in the middle of the air, and then, I don't know, slice someone with a katana when I land. Um, Another one, like, uh, the special ability drops grenades. Another one makes you dash forward. 
Um, so it, it's it's very. It, it sounds very simple when you describe it, but the 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 gameplay is very uh, complex in practice because you're always like, it's hard to get good scores. Um, you really gotta think outside the box, and uh, and the levels are very like platformery. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm watching the trailer on uh, Steam right now. I have only seen I guess the launch trailer once, um, and it looked super cool. But I'm rewatching it now. Uh, this game looks freaking sick. <laughs> I just want to like watch people play it. I don't even know if I want to play it. I do want to play, it, but like, wow, this game looks great. Um, the the I guess Heaven Worlds they kind of look like Sonic worlds. <laughs> yeah, they're like the the Sonic towns. <laughs> yeah, they're very they're very. Um... They're very, like, platformery. Like, it kind of reminds me of Super Monkey Ball, because it's just a bunch of platforms just basically floating in the void. Um, yeah. And it's really... I'm, like, super into this. This is not my kind of game at all, because I'm really bad at both shooting and platforming. I'm bad at most games. Um, but <laughs> this looks fantastic. Um, what are you playing on? I'm playing on the uh, Switch, because it's just on Switch and PC right now. Okay, how does it run on Switch? Because it looks like it would need to be buttery smooth to to be a good time. Runs buttery smooth is surprisingly low resolution at points. Okay, not, yeah, that makes sense. Not in the actual, like, when I'm playing the game part, but, like, maybe it's because I was playing on handheld for a little bit. I switched to um, docked because uh, I was able to find my controller. Couldn't find it before. Because yeah. uh, playing this on Joy-Cons is uh, difficult. But, yes, I, I have to imagine. I feel like PC would be the preferred platform. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, there there's some moments where I was playing in handheld where I was like watching a cutscene or like looking at text and I was like, ooh, this is blurry. But uh, mm. yeah, otherwise it runs really fine on Switch. I, it's probably, uh, it's definitely a locked resolution. I haven't noticed any frame drops or anything. So that's been good. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm big into this. I, I can't wait to, to play this myself. Um, I had the trailer on Very Quiet. Is um, the, the voice actor dude Tom Toonami? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Whoa, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Love that dude. Yeah. Um, my, my only complaint with this game is that I... I, um, I don't, I don't want to be... like I don't want to say it's bad, because it's just not to my tastes, but the... The vibe of all the visual novel parts are just not to my taste. They're they're just. That's what I've seen people on like Twitter and Reddit saying that like the writing is not good and the story is not particularly good. But um, a lot of people were also saying I like the what's this Ben Esposito? Is that what you yeah. said? I mean, his other games have been like extremely well written and clever and smart. So I'm sh I'm almost positive this is all very intentional, right? Oh, seems like it would be. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> The, the game is going for a very specific vibe on purpose. And that's why I'm saying I don't okay. think it's bad. Like, people are referencing memes. I think at one point someone someone called someone else a simp. Um, <laughs> okay. My, my problem with it is that it is just not for me. The way I described it to you over text okay. was... It feels like... It, it feels like a Borderlands writer writing a Danganronpa game. Um... <laughs> And to yes. to half the people out there, that sounds like the greatest game of all time. And the other half go, I don't want to play that. And I fall somewhere in between, I would say. But I, I, I am closer to to disliking that style of writing. But, you know. 
Gotcha. It's, okay. it's not for me, but it's oh. fine. The gameplay parts are impeccable. Um, yeah, the gameplay looks amazing. Yeah, the, the, the story just caught me off guard because the the advertising campaign was like, for freaks, by freaks. Um, <laughs> and then I got to the story parts, and I'm like, this is not for freaks. <laughs> I'm like, this is... The way I would describe the vibe of this story is like Danganronpa, but more normal. Like, this is not freaky. <laughs> okay, so there's a disconnect somewhere between the, the marketing department and the actual development team. I don't, I don't know, because I can't imagine there's, like, a marketing department for this indie game. But, um, uh, I don't know. It was published by Annapurna, so I wonder if... Who knows? They, they know what's going on, right? They publish a, a lot of stuff at this point. Yeah, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 all the characters in the game, the way I describe them, is that they're all just, like... They're, they're all just like dorks they're all they're all silly dorks and that's and that's good i like it it's they're just like me yes just like you sam <laughs> like i think when they say by freaks for freaks i think they just mean that all the characters flirt with each other a lot but i'm just like freaky i'm like that's not very freaky no it's not <laughs> i was hoping the story would be like really i don't know like philosophical or hmm. really have like a really strange um narrative framing device or just be really like esoteric in in some way but it was just a visual novel um yeah um yeah i love heaven as a setting or just the afterlife in general as a setting mm -hmm. especially in games like when i saw that um doom eternal doesn't really go to heaven um but they basically do um they go to like other dimensions uh parallel to hell i believe i don't know i don't know the lore that the lore for doom eternal is very complicated but they go to places that is definitely trying to evoke the vibe of heaven and i always really like that setting because i find it really interesting um hell too hell too hell's always an interesting setting because it's just something you hear about your entire life and then you get to see it in a game um but yeah, overall, not to... I, I hope I didn't sound like a, a jerk nitpicking the the visual novel bits in this game. They're fine. No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. I don't... Because it's an indie game. I don't want to just be like, ugh, they wrote a game that's not to my taste. Because, you know, it's not it's not to my taste. That's fine. It's to other people's no, taste. and that's fine. Yeah, totally. Um, if the game itself slaps, I mean, it's whatever. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Because I'm just kind of just like... I... I'm, the, oh, the music, by the way. The music slaps, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this game makes you feel so cool. Just have great music blasting, run through heaven, slicing angels with a katana. Very mm. good, uh, fun game. I will have more to report uh, perhaps next week. Or may maybe nice. not Sonic Origins. But, um, Sammy Boy, <laughs> you told me that you had a rapid-fire assortment of games you wanted to tell me about. I do. So you actually kind of segued into one pretty well. Um, so as everyone knows, at this point, I have a large collection of... <laughs> an eclectic collection of Xbox 360 games that I'm working through. I've been collecting them over the last like year or so. Just games I've always wanted to pick up um, and never had a chance to. And this past week, I started playing Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, wow. Sammy boy. <laughs> Speaking of Suda 51. Yeah. Um, and also James Gunn. I did not know the James Gunn connection. Yeah, he, he wrote the whole game, didn't he? Uh, he 
produced it? I don't remember. It was very quick at the beginning. Um, I hadn't thought about this game since it came out. Uh, and then sometime last week, there was an announcement that they're working on a new one after like 10 years or something. Um, I was like, okay, well, now's the time. I'm finally going to play it. Um, have you played Lollipop Chainsaw by any chance? I have not. Okay, I don't think anyone has. Um, <laughs> so it, it is a Suda51 game. It is just a beat-em-up uh, hack-and-slash game. Um, there's not a super lot to it. You are a high school girl, and like the third line of the game is, it's my 18th birthday or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, that, that's where we're going with this. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Jesus. Yeah, just like hyper-sexualized, and that's how they, I guess, wrote that one off. Um, so you're a high school girl with a family of, like, freaks, I guess. Your sister's, like, some government agent, and your dad is, I don't know, something wild, too. And you wake up one day, and you're going to school. It's your birthday. Um, and there's just, like, a, a zombie takeover of your town. Um, it's not a lot going on gameplay-wise. I mean, I, I only played a level or two levels. Um, not a whole lot, but it's straight up hack and slash. You move from one area and then it's like kill seven zombies. So you have to kill seven zombies and then the next area unlocks. Um, it looks like a 360 game as <laughs> it is a 360 game, but I will say the music freaking goes so hard. It, a lot of it's licensed, um, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, it, it feels like a very campy movie, mm-hmm. like cheesy horror movie which i guess is what they were going for and they nailed that aesthetic um all the like ui and menus look really good they fit that very well um but you know the game is 10 years old um what notes do i have here um there are like a bunch of unlocks you can get i didn't get super far so i didn't get many of them um but the currency is like really sparse it's few and far between um it rewards like these combos but they in the beginning anyway are kind of boring to pull off um there's not really any incentive to do them um what else is going on here there's not a not a whole lot i didn't play a lot so this week i played many games but not a lot of any one game hold on i got questions Um, Yes, okay. Is your only weapon a chainsaw, or do you have uh, other weapons at your disposal? What's what's the combat looking like? So I, yeah, so as the game would imply, Lollipop Chainsaw, um, in levels one, and I think I did two, you do just have the chainsaw, um, and then you collect lollipops for health. That's where that part comes in. Um, but as far as I know, it is just chainsaw. Ooh. Literal hack and slash. Um, yeah, before we move on, I do want to say, um, you've reminded me that I was in the middle of a playthrough of No More Heroes, and I should go back to that. Oh, yeah. That's a, No More Heroes, shouts out, great game, I will say. Um, everyone should go play it. It's a classic. Um, I knew about it as a kid, never played it, Now as an adult when I played it, I was like, wow, this is great. Which one? No More Heroes 1. Okay. What's it on? I thought it was just on Wii. No, they put it on Switch. Oh, okay. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should... That game's from what? Like 2008, 9, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that time, I would say. Okay. Probably 2008. How How is the writing in that? <laughs> oh, it's it's very good. No, it's very good. It's really? very. Okay. It is very, like, cheesy. Travis Touchdown, the main character, is 
terrible. He is an awful man. Because <laughs> he's just I... this, like, weeaboo guy who just decides to become an assassin, like a master assassin, because he won, like, a lightsaber off an eBay auction. And cool. he doesn't have anything else to do, really. Um, uh, and there's this character, Sylvia, or Sylvie, I don't remember which one it is. She's just this, like, Russian hot lady who's, like, the handler for you killing other assassins. Because the game is, you just go up the the rankings of assassins, basically, by killing each one. And basically, before you kill each one, you have, like, a sort of philosophical uh, conversation. Well, sometimes philosophical, sometimes it's just stupid. Mm. <laughs> sometimes it's just silly. But the writing in it is very, very good. Um... Yeah, I really enjoy it. I love that between each assassination mission... Ugh. Assassination mission. Assassination mission. Um, you need to earn enough money to register for the next one. And uh, to do that, you need to do, like, literal... Like, you need to have a part-time job. Like, you need to go around and, like, mow lawns. Or, like, um, deliver coconuts to people. Stuff like that. Which a lot of people hated, but I kind of love that part of the game. That, like, between each story bit with, like, intri- with like fun arenas and good boss fights and everything, uh, you're forced to just, like, be a normal guy for a little bit between missions. I love that. Okay. I, I don't know if this game has any of that. I, I'll i keep going on this one. Well, um, I don't, it held my attention long enough. I'm not sure, but, but I'm pretty sure that Suda51 didn't direct that game. Oh yeah, I think he just pro- okay. I think he produced it um, oh, because okay. there were a lot of games during that era that like um, that people think he directed, but he didn't really. You know what I mean? Let me check. Yeah. Okay. He he was just tied to it. Yeah, like he was just um, like a producer. Gotcha. Okay. I ask about the writing um, because it's extremely dated at this point. Yeah. Um, at one point, she says "OMFG," <laughs> and they spell skills with a Z at the end. Um, <laughs> like it's very much of of the time it came from. At one point, a zombie yells, "Where's the beef?" Which wasn't even relevant then. So, <laughs> <That> like, <rules. laughs> okay, Sam. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely did not direct this. Oh no! Yeah, okay. the only the only games he's directed that you probably know of is No More Heroes One, No More Heroes Three, uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, and Killer Seven. I don't know if you would know any of these other ones. Okay. Uh, so, wait. So what was his role on this? I, he was probably like a producer or something. Okay. Huh. Like interesting. Okay. Well, that's Lollipop Chainsaw. Well, he's the CEO of Grasshopper, which developed this, so... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, And No More Heroes was, was 2007. Okay. Yes. Wow. Good year for games, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for Suda. He's a really great director. He has... I, I want to play his... Um, he, he, he has a bunch of... I, I believe they're visual novels uh, that he started his career with. Uh, called like the silver case and there's like an overarching thematic series throughout his work called kill the past um and i know no more heroes is part of that um but i want to explore the rest of it because i really enjoyed no more heroes i was playing no more heroes 
while listening to an audiobook of um, Infinite Jest. I was <laughs> being so toxic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was just finding new ways to explain uh, concepts to women. Yeah, that's a powerful combination for sure. <laughs> anyway, what else have you been playing? Tell me more of this rapid fire. Um, okay, so... Let me find something. Um, okay, so for Christmas this past year, I got an Oculus 2, a Request 2, whatever it's called. Um, and I have primarily been using it for exercise which is boring but i have also built up a pretty big steam library of vr games that i just haven't touched um so now i'm using the podcast as an excuse to go through that backlog as well um so i dipped into a couple vr games um i'm sure you dipped in whoa hey (laughs) um i played battle wake this week which i'm sure actually i don't even know where this came from i just keep buying um uh, like fanatical bundles of VR games for like ten bucks, and it comes like twenty games. Uh, can I so guess what this is the first? Can I guess I what this game is? Sure. You're fighting people at the reception after a funeral. That would be a much better game. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it is pretty much um, just like Sea of Thieves plus the Assassin's Creed like boat missions. Um, they're like these quick little co-op campaigns, although you can play them single player because that's what I did, um, where you're on your like fantasy pirate ship and you have to go sink some like skeleton crews and collect the treasure or something. And they're really short. Um, I, each mission's like five minutes, um, but you know, it's first person VR. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. There was there's a lot to it. It seems there's like 15 missions it and then like six like different campaigns. No, <laughs> no. I I own these games. I need to play them. I need to put my headset to use. Um, I honestly don't remember a lot about it. <laughs> what else have you been playing? What, what what other VR games have you been dabbling in? Uh, not many at this point that was just the start of my list but i will keep going on them do, do you have uh don't worry. do you have that i don't remember what it's called it's called like bar fight or something no do you know what i'm talking about i don't oh I, i'll i'll try to find it and send it to you because i would love for you to play it but also i'd love to go over your house and play it with you okay it's just a game where you're like in a bar and as the title suggests you just start a bar fight but like are you drunk you can be drunk if you want, but um, <laughs> basically you can just, like, pick up a bottle off the counter and just, like, throw it at someone's head and, like, <laughs> when you throw things at people's head, like, obviously they just, like, ragdoll to the ground, so it's really uh, funny. And, like, you can, like, punch people. It's just, like, it's very silly. It's, like, a very silly, like, fighting ragdoll sort of game, and there's a lot of, like, objects to pick up and throw at people or smack them with. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm into that. I need I need less... I mean, I, the game I played wasn't super serious, but I need just, like, fool-around games. I don't have, like, um, Job Simulator or anything like that where it's, like, a a tech demo kind of thing. Oh, I, this looks like fun, though. I'm, I'm looking at the Steam trailer. Oh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> just like a sandbox. Yeah. Um, job Simulator is so fun. 
I've never played it. You should play it. It's a shame. Um, I will. I will. I should. I should um, go to, go to my house and get my PSVR. I should rescue. Yeah, it. I I would like to to talk about some VR stuff. Yeah, I had Skyrim VR. Um, what else did I have? I didn't realize I was on PlayStation. I had Job Simulator. I had um, Head, Head, Head. Not Headlander. That's the Double Fine game. Head, head something. It was a game where you have to headbutt soccer balls into a goal, and it was it was oh. very fun. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Oh, shouts yeah. out! I want to play that. It's really good. You think there'll be new uh, Astrobot for PSVR too? Oh, definitely. Good. Um, because the the PS5 packing was fantastic. Oh yeah, we love Astrobot here on this podcast. Yeah. Do you? He'll be in the new. Uh, playstation fighting game oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> um all right uh do you have anything else in your little rapid fire or do you want to move on to this week's playdate games um well here's the question would you like to hear about um sniper elite 5 or would you like to hear about meet the robinsons for the xbox 360 <laughs> sam this is the easiest question anyone's ever asked. <laughs> please tell me about meet the robinsons for the xbox 360 <laughs> Okay. I, I imagine um, so, you were Morpheus holding out two pills. <laughs> and both kill you instantly. Um, so I don't know why, but I've had this game installed on my Xbox for like years. And I'm always like, I'm going to get around to playing Meet the Robinsons. I don't know why. I think at one point someone might have said it was good, but that might also be like a false memory. I don't know. Um, but I think it was a game with golds a couple years ago. It's been installed for, for a very long time. And I sat down on Monday night. I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm going to play this game. So I booted it up. And I played for like 45 minutes. And I streamed the whole thing. If you want to check out my, my Twitch replay, the VOD, it was, it was a good time. Oh, I'm going to watch um, that. Ne- that sounds, you that should. sounds like a treat. I... I've never seen the movie. I have no connection to Meet the Robinsons. Sam, I don't know what was happening. Sam, I need you to to know you're the perfect man. Thank you. Your girlfriend is so lucky. Uh, she was not entertained by this game, but that's okay because I was. Um, it's one of those games that I think they ported to like 25 different platforms because it was like right at that like transitional period, I think, where it was like PS2 and PS3 and Xbox and Wii and DS. And I'm sure it was on Game Boy Advance, too. Oh, I'm sure this had a um, PSP version. Almost certainly. Um, and uh, whichever the like least common denominator was is what they ported to every other console because this looked like a really early GameCube game. <laughs> It played fine, though. I mean, it what, played pretty well. What is well. the gameplay um, here? Because I've played this game. I've, I've watched this movie. You have? Okay. Um, wait, you have played the game? No, no, no. I've watched the movie. Gotcha. Does okay. it start in the um, orphanage? In, what, no. Where does it? <laughs> it starts in ancient Egypt. I don't wait, know what orphanage what? <laughs> you're talking wait, about. Wait, what are you talking about? Ancient Egypt? <laughs> yeah, it starts and you have gone through a time machine. What? Um, this isn't in the movie, in, Sam. Uh, well, you're in a pyramid. Maybe it's like after the movie. I don't really know. Um, you're escaping a collapsing pyramid. Um, and I don't even know if like you do an Indiana Jones thing where you're like taking an artifact. I don't know why you're there. Um, but you like jump out of the pyramid and you're like beamed back 
to your spaceship and then you go back to the future or whatever. And then there's this like hub world, which is your spaceship house, I guess. Haven't seen the movie, don't really know. It looked like a planet, but you're definitely in a house um, where you kind of just run around and talk to your family members and they give you tasks, um, which as far as I can tell, I didn't play for a very long time, all take place in the house or the yard. I don't know if they're actual like worlds or other levels. Um, one was like, go talk to your grandpa, find out who locked the garage. And then you talk to your grandpa and then you unlock the garage. And then at some point you like, (laughs) you go into the music room and you get like the scanner ability. So you have to scan these like instrument playing frogs that start playing this like, oh, are those part of the movie? They play this really nice like jazz song. It was pretty cool. Um, I guess that was more tutorial than anything, but. All the missions I did were just, like, very simple. Go collect this, come back. Like, on your spaceship. Um, and then there are some mini games too. There's one where you're in, like, a big hamster ball running through this, like, racetrack thing. Um, and then there was, like, a uh, some sort of sporting event. <laughs> Which I'm sure they play in the movie. It was, like, the the brick breaker game on the ipod you know that where it bounces back and forth and you have to you know break through the walls <laughs> well sam i'm looking uh, at and... gameplay of this game you know what is really drawing yeah. my attention tell me you you don't play as the main character of the movie you you don't you play as the secondary character wait really yeah the main character of the movie is this little blonde boy with glasses oh no he <laughs> plays the the kid with the black hair yeah, that, that kid's like the, the secondary character. He's like the sidekick. He's like the, the main character is like this little nerd boy. And this kid with black hair is like, I'm the cool one. Oh, yeah, well, you play as the cool one. And it I don't know if it's true, but it sounded like he was voiced by Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I had no idea that was not the protagonist. <laughs> Sam, we need to sit you down. And we, Sam, why don't you come <laughs> over and watch Meet the Robinsons with me and Jamie? <laughs> We need to educate me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Wow. Now that I've experienced the game, I need to go back to its roots. Your friendship is such a <laughs> gift. <laughs> they never go to ancient Egypt. That's where the game starts. That's so funny. Did it start at the orphanage? Oh, no, man. in ancient Egypt. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is like if I was like talking to you about like the the tangled video game and i was like does it start in the tower and you were like what no it starts on the moon (laughs) what of course uh yeah so that was fun (laughs) that was very fun you're always bringing the heat thank you i try uh you want to talk about these playdate games sure all right our first game this week you want to tell the lovely people about spell corked um can you <laughs> i didn't play i didn't <laughs> i didn't play a lot of spell corked <laughs> i did enjoy what i played but i didn't i didn't play a lot of it <laughs> oh that's really funny um yeah no spell corked you're like a witch or uh alchemist i don't know um you make potions you... i think you're a witch you like just graduated from witch school sure oh i thought you didn't play a lot 
Well, I read the the <laughs> summary at the beginning. <laughs> um, so you're a witch. You you have a potion shop, and I haven't played a lot too, but I played enough to understand what it is. Um, so I can describe it to our lovely listeners. I'm proud of myself. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you're a witch you're making potions and basically the game is a uh, customer will be like hey this is the potion i want i want it to be uh what i got was just two people wanting coffee they're like i want a coffee potion that makes me happy and then someone was like i want a coffee potion that makes me unhappy um so there's just it, it's basically just like you pick your ingredient you choose your preparation the uh there's a little like mortar and pestle uh simulation going on here where you use the crank to grind up things in the mortar and pestle that is great feels very satisfying to do love doing that and mm -hmm. uh then you stir your big pot and you make a potion and based on how close you were to the uh customer's request you get uh, a score and uh there seems to be a story unfolding because there's an email. There, there, you, you can read emails. Um, very similar to Bloom, I would say. It's another, another yeah. game about owning a little shop and having the, the world uh, uh, explode out through uh, uh, emails or text messages, etc. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy it. It's fun. I'm going to play a lot more. Haven't had a lot of playdate time this week, though, but... I was really excited about this, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Nice. Um, the, like, mortar and pestling and the stirring of the pot, I, I don't know what the mechanic was that I was missing, but I felt like it just wasn't working. <laughs> Maybe I to... skimmed the tutorial too quickly. Well, it's, you, you can't just, like, a. I think what you might have been doing with the mortar and pestle is you might have been just like you might have just did you just press that like down on the d-pad once and then turn the crank uh f yes the first time when you're just making the simple coffee yeah, yeah yeah but uh it's actually like it's it's kind of similar to a mortar and pestle in real life where like you actually do need to just like kind of pound on it a little bit too oh so you need to like be like okay. down on d-pad because down on the d-pad brings the 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 pestle question mark i don't know which one's mm -hmm. a mortar which one's a pestle <laughs> actually that's a good point i don't either <laughs> <laughs> every week on this podcast i reveal a new basic thing that i should know but don't <laughs> last week it was that i don't know what a seal a seal is this week is a mortar and pestle but basically you just kind of have to like smack the beans up a little bit Oh, okay. Because I was like, why is it taking me so long to grind these coffee beans? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. is this supposed to be intentionally slow? Like, I thought maybe I was overdoing it or underdoing it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just missing an actual mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that happened to me, too. It's just you kind of need to sm smash them up a bit, then mix them together, which feels okay. really fun to do. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell us about the second game this week? Unless you have more to say about this one, but it sounds like we both didn't play a lot of it. Um, uh, the only other note I have written is that, uh, the writing is very Adventure Zone. <laughs> so take that as you will. <laughs> I like the Adventure Zone, but it's, it's very much that, like, style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so our second playdate game of the week is Inventory Hero, um, which I really liked. Yay, um, Sam finally likes a playdate game. 
hey, I really liked Saturday Edition, which I will <laughs> talk about after this. <laughs> um, so Inventory Hero is like a fantasy adventure game, except you are not really playing it. Your The player's whole job is just to balance the inventory so um the game just like auto runs across the screen at the top um and it's your little night guy running through these different worlds fighting creatures and every time they you know kill an enemy the enemy drops something and that loot is automatically picked up and dropped into your one of your six inventory slots so it's up to you to either drop it or equip it those are your only two options throughout the game as far as i know um so you know downed enemies are always dropping either garbage is a big one they drop a lot of just trash they have to get rid of immediately uh weapons armor um or like heals um if your slots are like filled up and they drop something it'll just boot out whatever you have highlighted so you have to be like on top of it um and then your gear like breaks and degrades your armor and your weapons are constantly being used and um, you need to replenish those or fix them or uh, heal yourself because you'll die. Uh, there are some like interesting components, uh, the, like items that you'll pick up. There are like leaky potions where you'll pick them up at 100% and then as soon as it gets into your inventory, it'll start dropping down rapidly and whatever percentage you use it at is the percentage it heals you um which i thought was kind of cute and then there are like these mushrooms that you pick up that'll either do random healing or damage to you um but if you don't either use it or drop it fast enough the mushrooms will spread and like replace the items in your inventory um so it's like very fast paced and it's um hard to keep track of everything happening i don't know how far you made it in the game i made it to level two or three i think uh, or world two or three uh, but it gets pretty freaking crazy and stuff is always breaking or dropping <laughs> and it, it's a it's a fun time and you gotta like uh for example if you have like a level two armor and it's about to break you have to be like should i replace this with a level one armor that's not that's in pristine condition but does less damage reduction or should i like wait to find out if I'll get a better armor rating. Like, there's moments like that are basically happening constantly. So it's it's mm -hmm. really... It sounds boring when you describe it, but it's so fun and so, like... It is. It's so engaging to just only worry about the inventory. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoy it, too. It's just, it you know, they took, they took everything unnecessary out of RPGs and they just simply added the best part, which is loot drops, baby... Mm -hmm. we love loot. i will say we do um the difficulty seems to ramp really really quickly mm -hmm. i don't know if you've found this too at a certain point i was getting like level you know 10 11 12 uh weapons and then maybe two minutes later uh everything that was being dropped was up to like 19 20 25 30 and at that point if you don't like get on top of it and immediately like swap out everything you're using you just freaking beef it uh, you will die so fast and when you do die um there are no checkpoints so there's no saving you're back to the beginning yeah, yeah um, it's like an endless runner I, yeah i think it gets perhaps a little overwhelming too quickly at whatever point that is um but that's really my only gripe with it well i, I would prefer to do that as opposed to having a really slow gradual build up because then each run would take like infinitely longer 
So I like I like yeah, there being okay. a period where it's like, okay, cool. I am I am I'm vibing, I'm doing well. Okay. Now I'm ready for the crazy part. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense cuz I it's not something you're going to sit down and play for an hour straight, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm big into it. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Like, like <laughs> love a nice like one more run sort of game. Yeah. Tell tell me more about Saturday edition though. Okay, so last week I had gotten up to I think uh, I was probably halfway done with it. Uh, I have since finished Saturday edition, uh, which is a quick reminder is the playdate game, the like point and click style game uh, where you are a man who was abducted by aliens and was returned to earth for some reason um, and now there's several years later there's a series of disappearances in your town and people are like oh the aliens are back um, and I have now finished it and it was very good um, the story went in places I was very much not expecting Ooh, that's um, really exciting yeah maybe not it wasn't like a big twist there was no huge reveal or anything all the pieces were there um but I think the way it concluded, um, I don't know. It, it's one of those games that, or stories even, that I will just continue thinking about. It, it has stuck with me a little bit. It wasn't anything big and profound. Um, it's just like a, it's a story about a guy who doesn't fit in. And then, and then eventually he does, and it's over. Aww. And it was really nice. Uh, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I, so. I, I need to get back to it, because I really enjoyed what I played. I just didn't have a lot of playdate time this week. You know what the problem with the playdate is? What? Is you need light. You, That's you need what. light, and I'm constantly in the, in the, cowering in the shadows. Yeah, I will play <laughs> by like our, our little bay window as the sun sets, and I'm constantly like rotating, trying to catch that last <laughs> glimpse of it. <laughs> It's very much a daytime system. Yeah. You can play it under a, a freaking lamp, but it's not the same. Yeah, I don't own any lamps. That's my problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once the sun's down, you're asleep. Yeah. Oh, my God, Sam. The other day, um, I wanted to talk about Fall Guys, but I think I will have more to say about it next week. So okay. I think perhaps I will end instead with this very funny story about me falling asleep. Oh, I think I told you this yesterday, but I'll repeat it for the podcast. Thank you. Um... So, two days ago, or I don't remember how, how long ago it was. It was a few days ago. Um, Jamie woke me up off the... I, Jamie went to go draw in their room something. And I, I went to lay on the couch and read some Spider-Man comics on my tablet. As I want to do. And I think I read three pages of Spider-Man before I just completely zonked out. And the next thing I remember is laying on the couch and jamie waking me up and just like being like olive olive do you want to go to bed do you want to go to your bed that would be more comfortable and i'm like yeah i would and they were like do you want to put your cpap machine on so you can breathe and i was like yeah i do <laughs> and i just remember jamie being so nice and helpful and i remember just waking up and being like wow that was so nice that was so helpful and from Jamie's perspective, what they saw was me lying on the couch in uh, <laughs> a position that I could only describe as the 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 Family Guy death pose. <laughs> and as soon as I um, 
As soon as they, like, nudged me awake, I just started screaming at the top of my lungs, apparently. <laughs> and then just was, like, barely, like, uh... I kept, like, talking, but nothing I was saying was coherent. So, that's what it's like to be my friend. <laughs> it sounds great. Oh, I should mention, this was all at, like, 9.30 p.m. Oh, my God. I didn't have that detail yesterday. <laughs> wow, it must have been a really good Spider-Man issue. Yeah, it was. I think he was fighting Sandman. <laughs> he was collecting bus money or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the early issues of Amazing Spider-Man that I'm reading so far are all about Peter just being like, oh, she would like any amount of money. Um, <laughs> oh, he's just like, uh, what's his face? No More Heroes guy. Yeah, he is like No More Heroes guy. There you guy. go. Um, I will say, <laughs> there's an issue where, I can't remember, I think he got a good picture of the vulture. And J. Jonah Jameson apparently paid him so much money that he was able to pay Aunt May's rent for a year. Oh my god, what? Was, well, you have to remember, rent in that day was like 20 bucks a month. I know, but still, that's like, it's <laughs> a lot of money for pictures of the vulture on like newspapers. Yeah, okay. Flying off the shelves. It's, it's all they had back then. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, let's play some Fall Guys for next week. Yeah, let's play it together. Yeah. Woo! I, I love Fall Guys. I love that the season pass. I was like, I'm not going to buy this season pass. I'm just going to play this for free. I, I, I paid for Fall Guys on my computer before. I'm not going to pay for it a second time on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, yeah, Olive? Do you know what the costume at the end of the pack is? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't care. And they're like, well, it's Mechagodzilla. And I'm like, okay, and here's my wallet. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> the character you get at level one is SC. Ugh. I almost said Espio, Ezio, cool. from Assassin's Creed, who... Is that why I have Ezio? Okay, I didn't know if I had that from, like, the past. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, the two characters are Ezio and Mechagodzilla, which is... A match made in heaven. <laughs> which is two completely random characters, but also, if you asked, like, Olive, what are your favorite characters? I probably wouldn't say either of them, but they're definitely, <laughs> like, my... Because I, I wouldn't think of them, but they're definitely, like up there for my favorite characters of anything ever because i yeah. just love mecha godzilla and it's the original design oh i need it so mm, and it's hard not to love Ezio. yeah we, we we love Ezio. well falling mm. over these obstacle course uh obstacles as Ezio is <laughs> very funny it is <laughs> <laughs> it's the game they were too afraid to give you yeah um Anyway, I need to go eat dinner. I know Master Chief is coming at some point, and I will be obtaining Master Chief when he does. I will be obtaining Master Chief. <laughs> Alright. That's what got me back into Fortnite. Okay. Alright, Sammy boy, let's call it a night. I need to go eat dinner. It's 7.40. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Hit him with that classic sign-off. Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ScreenCrunchPod, and also, I'm gonna... I guess probably do hours from now on, right? Too, because we should. You are at Olive Brinker, and I am at Sam Cowfer, C O W F U R. Um, thanks for listening, and don't forget to uh, keep it funky.